Danny. Danny, thank you so much for having me back. And it's a joy to be back. And I believe you put a spell, a good spell, uh, on the journey of Boy Swallows Universe about two years ago. And um, I've never, ever forgotten uh, how kind and generous you were to have me on early on um, when Trent Dalton and the world of uh, literary fiction were, were pretty strange to each other. And uh, I was very touched that you took the time of day and I'm, and it's so cool that you took the time of day again. I feel like I'm part of the Words and Nerds family. You guys are so amazing and lovely and such a family of amazing literary lovers and creators and people who advocate. Oh, thanks so much for your questions engaging with the novel and for everything you're doing. I know the podcast is hugely, hugely loved, so um, you're a gem. I think it's awesome the work that you do you know, we're out there in this pool of, of like how many writers there are in this country and we're all trying to get our book to the surface. Podcasts like this enable us to do that and also to talk about our craft. Danny, you're a gift from heaven. I love that you're such a great supporter and advocate for not only kids' books but adult novels too. I love your interviews across the board. Kudos to you, Danny, for, uh, for getting everyone to relax so much that they open up and tell you such interesting things for the benefit of your listeners. So, well <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Yeah, well done. That's so true. Oh my gosh, I just told you all these things that I've never talked about before. I could never edit that bit out. I could do this. And I was just so comfortable that I was like, I'm all this stuff. It's a special knack. Who wouldn't want to celebrate this fabulous podcast? Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Danny V, and today we're doing something a little bit different, and I'll be talking to Laurel Reynolds about this year's CBCA Notables. Welcome, Laurel. Thank you, Danny. Lovely to be here. I'm very excited about this. And for anyone who doesn't know what the CBCA Notables are, would you be able to take us through what we can look forward to this year? Okay. Well, each year uh, our judges are very busy choosing, reading, 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 choosing the very cream of the crop. These books are truly notable. They are worth celebrating. They are excellent. And so that's why we call them notables. I love that. This year about 100 books. Wow, that is a significant list. And I love the advocacy role played by the CBCA because it promotes literary experiences for children and assures the scope and vitality of Australian children's books. And that's really important, isn't it? Can you talk to us about the role that the CBCA has with children's literature? The vision of the CBCA is to create a community that celebrates the quality of Australian literature for young people. The CBCA has been doing that since 1945 when there were very few Australian children's books on the ground. The awards began in 1946 and since that time, because of the fact that we have been bringing those books into um, public's view, uh, promoting them, showcasing them, the publishing has got stronger and stronger and sometimes I think we just assume that this has always been so or perhaps that it happens ever in the world and how really strong our publishing scene is here particularly for children. 
I definitely think we are spoilt for choice. And when you say a hundred books, how do you get there? Like, how do you get to a hundred books? How do you whittle it down? And then what's the process of then getting it towards that winner? And, and how many arguments do you have as judges? I haven't actually been in a judging room, I must admit. It's something that perhaps I aspire to, but <laughs> I really respect their dedication in reading hundreds and hundreds of books in each category. There are several categories, of course, um, early childhood, uh, younger readers, older readers, picture books, which is not age dependent because, of course, as you know, there can be several very thought-provoking picture books that are studied in year 10, 11, 12. There's also the Eve Powell Award for information books and the New Illustrators Award, which is a great one to bring on new illustrators. So there are all those different categories and we have three judges for each category and they read over the whole year. They're reading all the books the publishers have sent to them um, over, yeah, months and months. So I respect their dedication immensely. Absolutely. And it is such an important job because, as we know, literacy for children, it's so important. Now, I know you've never been in the judge's room, but do you know what the criteria is for these books to get into the, the, the notables? The basic criteria, I suppose, is that they are Australian publications. Um, the judges at the moment have been judging the books that came out last calendar year. Um, there are different criteria for each of the categories. And I suppose it's up to the publishers to um, say, yes, I'm going to put my book forward for that. If you want to look at the categories more closely, just have a look at the CBCA website. If you're a writer and you want to enter your book. <laughs> and there's lots of information on the website. Yeah. It is a wealth of it knowledge. Is, yeah. I really liked, just before we go on to the next question, what you said about picture books, and I really do believe that they cross ages. I mean, I love picture books and I love reading them mm -hmm. to my children and I love how they have different layers that you can look at them and read them in different ways. So I just wanted to point that out because I love talking about picture books and I actually think they're for every age everywhere. Now tell us, Laurel, about the key dates for the CBCA coming up. Right. Uh, well, our night rules happens on the 23rd of February because that is the night at seven o'clock when those, that notables list is released. Then some more choosing happens, more, more choosing. And then we get to the short list, which I think for each category, they whittle it down, hard job, whittle it down to, I think, six for each category. And that happened, that list, that short list is announced on the 30th of March this year. So we have a, another event to celebrate that, which I think you'll be talking about it later in the year. And that's always a scene of great excitement and sometimes vindication. You might have chosen your own shortlist. It may agree with the judges. It might not. So that's March the 30th. We, then we get to the very beginning of book week and the actual winners of each of those categories is chosen. And this year that will be Friday, August the 20th. And then there's a week of celebration. I love so much how you just celebrate everything. That's fantastic. And then the last celebration goes for a week. I just love this so much. I've always been a big fan of just celebrating everything. Don't pick and choose what you celebrate. Celebrate books all the time. So I love that. 
So key dates, 23rd of February, notables, March 30, shortlist, and August 20, the winner and honour book. So definitely dates to put into your diary and, and we'll definitely be talking about um, some of those other events later on the podcast too. Can you tell me about hosting a notable night? This is a first because this will be a first for me. I hosted the the notable nights last year and we had a great time but of course this year we've bowed to COVID we can't get all together so why not celebrate in our own homes invite your friend a few friends dress up have a brilliant time perhaps a notorious time and take some some pictures of you celebrating the notables so to do that register because you want to register to come to our event. And by doing that, you can then enter that competition of putting your, your photos in and perhaps you can win a, a lovely book pack from Scholastic or from Dimmick's Children's Charity who have both kindly donated book packs for us. So get out there. I've invited someone to my house. Yes, Danny, you can do it too. So I think... February 23rd, I'm going to frock up, I'll invite some people over, we'll have some cheese and we'll definitely be celebrating the notables. I definitely look forward to it. And I look forward to seeing everyone's pictures too. Online from 6pm that night, leading right up to the announcement of the notables at 7. Our speakers, uh, our first one will be Margot Lindgren, who's a lady who is just passionate, a passionate advocate for children's literature and for children reading. She hosts a blog which is called Momo, Celebrating Time to Read. And on her blog, this blog, she has 2,000 book reviews. She's been a librarian for over 30 years. And she's also involved in International Board on Books for the Young, which we normally call IBI, as she's the National Secretary. So she is a lady who has been working extensively professionally in our, in our industry. And so she will have some great things to say. I'm really looking forward to what she has to say to us. Our second speaker is brought to us by Scholastic and he is Philip Bunting. And I must admit, I asked him to speak after I heard him talking on the radio, all about his new book, Give Me Some Space. And previously I have really enjoyed reading his books to children in the library, Look, looking at their faces as the jokes dawn, as it seeps through and they, they get it. And I'll leave such room for that conversation about what is on the page. But he, does, he doesn't only deal with um, books for very young children. He also deals with some big topics. So I'm really looking forward to talking to Philip about his book, Give Me Some Space. It's going to be excellent. It's pretty short and sharp, but um, with Philip, we will be talking about his the fact that his book, Give Me Some Space, will be read for national simultaneous story time on the 19th of May. So that's another significant uh, day for book book lovers. Well, I'm very much looking forward to the night. It sounds like it's going to be amazing and I'm looking forward to the rest of the year as well, especially the shortlist. And I'll be very interested to see how we whittle all those books down into the shortlist because I think in Australia we are so lucky. We have such an amazing array of children's books and choices and it's never been a better time to be a kid, I reckon. Absolutely. <laughs> and, Laurel, what are you looking forward to most about the night besides frocking up? Just, I think just the celebration aspect um and I know as a teacher librarian for many years 
um, you're usually just the one person in a school. And I always have always found that this night, this event happening early in the year is a real source of inspiration. It really gets you going and no different this year. So I'm looking forward to seeing um, what the choices are, I guess, with the notables list and just getting together and celebrating that excellence that we see. And that, that gives us impetus to, to take it to the children, whether they're children in our classes or our grandchildren or the children next door. So I'm going to go to the CBCA website and register right now because I'm really looking forward to the night, really looking forward to frocking up in my own house with some cheese and some hot chocolates. And I know you'll be doing the same. <laughs> so hopefully we can share all of that on social media with each other and it will be kind of like we're having a party together. I think um, at least... COVID has made us be a little bit more creative at times, I think. So I think at least we can take that from it. Brilliant. Thank you. 